Welcome to Ocean Sisters in the United Arab Emirates, where we talk about all things scuba diving and our appreciation for the ocean. Today, we're talking about Fuvamula Island in the Maldives with our guest speakers, Kathleen and Ina, who are going to tell us all about the marine life and in specific, tiger sharks, as well as the conservation efforts that are developing to help save our oceans. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Ocean Sisters and leave us a review. Our podcast is available across all major platforms. Welcome to Ocean Sisters. Um, Elaine and I are back for another episode focusing on tiger sharks. Welcome, Elaine. Hi. Hi, Chloe. Sorry, I'm in a land of no-no at the moment. I'm just dreaming about next week. Sorry. Where are you but going anyway. next week? Tell us. Um, Next week. You don't really want to know, do you? Or do you? I don't, I um, don't really. Oceanic white really. tips. Oceanic white tips. Does that spring us just like a... We're <laughs> heading to the Red Sea. We're going to the... Well, I'm going to the Red Sea. You're not. <laughs> anyway um i know we'll probably do a live video anyway so you can probably see uh what the boat's like where we are and kind of experience some of that's coming up anyway so anyway chloe what have you been up to this last two weeks since we uh kind of touched base convened um well i i've been doing lots and lots of courses i have taught the rescue course, um, loads of open water courses, advanced courses. I've been in the water for nine days straight, so I'm feeling slightly exhausted now. So tomorrow I'm looking forward to just sitting in bed, watching Netflix. <laughs> and, and having a no dive day. And then by Saturday you were like, I need to go back again. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So actually, someone, someone has just messaged good? me saying, "Do you want to go diving tomorrow?" And I am actually tempted to go, no. but like, my brain is saying yes, and my body is saying no. <laughs> Listen to your body. Remember that. So, so while you've been doing all these courses, I have actually been playing. All right, but I did do two reactivates for you, um, and they were amazing divers. So I went to um, SMB and Zainab with Zeke and uh dubai ninja divers i think it is um they're based in um in dubai on the palm and um good old zeke is like come along have a nice time and i tell you what the viz uh two weeks ago was absolutely the best i've ever ever seen it in dubai um and then if anyone finds a yellow smb on zainab it's mine <laughs> so it's got skippy written all over it so it's mine okay and I, I will get it back at some point but the, I mean I will talk about Zainab and SMB uh, when we discuss our wrecks but it was the best dive I've ever ever had um that weekend and then last weekend I did your reactivate course for you um on artificial reef and huh good feedback I think so yeah I think they had an amazing time so we did artificial reef and dibber and we saw the most famous stingray down there and the Mori eel and some clownfish and baby fish and puffer fishes. So it was pretty good. And the viz again was really, really good on Saturday. So I was blessed that we, you know, I could do that dive, um, those two dives on Saturday. So yes, that's what I've been up to. Yeah. And now I'm, I think I'm diving on 
like this coming weekend and the weekend after and then a week eight days diving straight <laughs> nice yeah on Sunday I will be going to um Fajera and going to Inchcape 10 and Paradise Reef and we're also doing a night dive as well so yay some some fun dives which will be good I'm looking forward to it don't talk to you about Inchcape 10 because that's the mapping that we did yes it's 19 kick cycles from the end to the top (laughs) <laughs> and it's from 26 meters the bottom to 19 meters at the top there you go see any dms out there want to be dms <laughs> all right i've done your mapping for you already <laughs> oi <laughs> <laughs> there you guys did a really good map we'll have to uh we'll have to share it on our instagram um no. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good so um our next uh, guest speaker, well, we have, we've got two um, coming up mm. uh, following this. And um, the lady last yeah. week that you heard from, Kathleen Russell. Yeah. Um, and she is with a very interesting guy called Ina um, from the Maldives. And he has recently opened up a dive center just before COVID. Well, it was during COVID. Um, yeah. And Favmala, which I'm probably saying completely wrong, um, is full of tiger sharks and there's loads of rich history there and it sounds um, sounds beautiful. Well, I want to go. And the fact that he said that they're looking for a, di- a DM intern, I was like, oh, <laughs> I could do two months there just diving and, and learning an yeah. awful lot about tiger sharks because I love sharks so if you haven't guessed that already <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they're really they look really calm and <laughs> calm good natured yeah <laughs> not not what you hear in the in the films and the yeah movies. yeah it's it's about learning I mean and you know I think Inna goes into it about the behavior um mm. and learning how to read the behavior of the shark um and also it's just it's just about respecting them to be honest and everyone says oh no you can't be diving with sharks and there's a big myth about them but actually there's actually quite a lot that um, that we don't know still and there's a lot of education to be done and a yeah. lot more studies to be done a lot more uh and i'm up for that definitely up for that so uh, yeah yeah i want to get a picture of you chloe with a shark yes we will do. We'll, we'll, we'll be going to Maldives <laughs> next year. <laughs> I, can I hope so. <laughs> Who's coming? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Right. Uh, so, yes, we hope you enjoy um, our next guest. Yeah, enjoy season. the podcast with Inna. He's, uh, he's very, very good to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also check them out on their website, um, which we'll put in the show notes um pelagic yeah. divers for vermola.com um they do a lot of conservation work they've got an ngo as well um focused on conservation efforts especially with their plastic issue that they've they've got i, yeah, I didn't realize and you'll you'll notice um i didn't either i think it's, it's awful but what they're doing is actually good but obviously the listeners can listen in and They'll see exactly what they're doing there to help. Yeah, amazing. Enjoy. Enjoy.
Good, good. How are you? Too bad. So basically, we have got Kathleen and Ina um, yeah. that are currently in the Maldives at the moment, living the dream. <laughs> so jealous. So jealous, guys. Um, so Kathleen is uh, a course director in Abu Dhabi. Um, she owns Al Mahara Dive Center and she has gone on a, is it two weeks or? One, one uh, ten, uh, eight days. An eight day holiday oh. in uh, the Maldives. <laughs> We're so <laughs> jealous. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> How long did it take to get from Dubai, uh, from Abu Dhabi to? Uh, we flew from Dubai. Actually, it doesn't matter which Emirates. It's about a, just over four hours direct flight to Mali, the capital. Yeah. Domestic flight was out just over an hour crossing the southern uh, equator and then landing on Fumala. Fumala yeah <laughs> yeah so and then here we are so not a long trip at all yeah from from emirates is not 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 too bad that's great yeah <laughs> it's like only four hours so you should jump on the plane yeah. and uh, get going <laughs> uh, kathleen you're kathleen you're really selling this you're really selling this <laughs> kathleen you know that you're an inspiration to us women don't you <laughs> well, thank She's you. Laughing. <laughs> well, I just feel that you guys inspire me, and it just kind of eggs me on to uh, keep doing what I love to do. I think truly, it's it's like when you see passionate women being in this industry, is to kind of go forward and and not just dive locally, but also go out and explore as well too. And I mean, why not come here? Because in the Maldives, it's amazing. <laughs> it's I I won't tell you how many times I have been here. So. I've been um, <laughs> I've been looking at your videos of tiger sharks and um you've got coral. the pressure sharks there beautiful coral the visibility <laughs> is just insane <laughs> um, no, don't um Chloe I think I'm going there next year I think I had a personal invite from Kathleen Elaine you're coming next year yes because <laughs> we love sharks who doesn't love yes. sharks yes exactly oh. please do come um. Fumala is a local island and we have some amazing people here. And um, I just, we just love diving with the locals well mm -hmm. too. So it's uh, really, yeah, so really amazing. So tell us about the island. Um, like when did you start the operation? How did it come about? Over to you, Mina. Um, so I'm from this island actually. I was born and raised here. Um, I became an instructor about like 12, 13 years ago, I think. So uh i've been actually working around the maldives for a while and then you know this opportunity like came to open a dive center and i don't think it, there's any better place than my home right because we got <laughs> everything here <laughs> so yeah so i opened the dive center and right in the middle of covid or just before covid <laughs> in february timing. 2020 great timing. <laughs> perfect and timing yeah march happened and but yeah we managed to go through that 2020 and 
and now we became one of the most uh, successful dive center in the island. So, yeah, that's why she's here. Congratulations! That's, <laughs> that's so lovely to hear. What a success story! Yeah. And what do you what do you think was part of that success? Actually, I always say that, funny enough, you know, the pandemic was the best thing that happened to me, to be honest, like, because I was a spoiled resort employee who was like paid, you know, very well paid and everything done for you and living in five star resorts in the Maldives for like 16 years. And um, when lockdown happened, everything closed, no tourists, nothing. And it gave me an opportunity to focus on the business itself you know like things that you know like skills that I didn't know before like social media skills and marketing and all those things I had time because I was locked in the room in the house <laughs> to focus and learn about it and you know apply it and test it and make sure I worked and the other great thing that happened because of the pandemic for my business is I was able to, you know, gather friends who I have worked in the past throughout my resort career, like the best employees that I have ever known because everyone lost their jobs. So I was able to bring them here uh, and, you know, like share that this is my goal. This is what I want to do, you know, like kind of convince them to stay on the island. Uh, otherwise, if it wasn't for pandemic, they wouldn't come and stay on a local island because they were also spoiled like me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they gave me a great team that is focused enough, you know, to, to achieve same objectives. So I guess that's... Uh, I think pandemic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I would be too lazy to learn or whatever, you know. Yeah, well, I, I think, I think Chloe and I can't wait to actually meet your team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. We will be there they, next they year. Are, yeah, yeah, they are lovely. Just, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we've awesome. been really spoiled with Ina's team. Uh, they're, like, so helpful, so friendly, and really knowledgeable. It's like uh, when you do like the tiger shark dives, it's a whole different way. The first time I came when I met Inna, I was on a liveaboard. So the experience was very different. And from, from now, I've learned a lot while we've been on the island. And yeah, so we met like when you were on the liveaboard, right? The yes. first time on the jetty here yeah. actually just <laughs> random right yes actually I, one of our guides on the uh, on the liverboard said you've got to meet this guy he's amazing he did all the like he's been diving on the island he did all the photography and a lot of the videos that are actually um have been marketing for actually another dive center at the time uh, and I was so impressed and I, and I've always believed that, you know, it's really important that we support like local businesses as well. And what a great guy we met. So here we are. Oh my so, God. I I'm mean, so it, it's, it sounds like sharks is kind of the hot topic there. Um, what type of sharks do you, do you see generally? Or is there like a seasonal uh, change? So we have tiger sharks all year round. Um, we see them almost every day. Yeah, you know, the luckiest guy in the world. Uh, it got like probably the healthiest 
tiger shark population in the world. I uh, more than 200 so far identified. And also uh, we got treasures, very common. We see them throughout the year. And from, you know, like mid-August or whatever, from August to December, January or February, we see hammerheads, whale sharks, oceanic mantas, silver tips, uh, oceanic, black, oceanic white tips, white tip reef sharks. Actually, we saw a couple of months ago, um, Mako as well. And um, there was a bull shark, uh, a young male bull shark hanging at the harbor with the tigers. So, yeah, like it's endless, you know, there's. Uh... <laughs> Dina, and what's, what's your favorite shark? Uh, it has to be tigers, right? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like great yeah, whites. Because... I love great whites. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I was diving with great whites in um, Guadalupe last year, and yeah, I, I really like them. I wish they're beautiful, they're massive, but you know, tigers they got more personalities. I think they, yeah. it's probably I know them better, and I <laughs> dive with them. You shake yeah. hands yeah. with them, do you, when you meet them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They are, they actually have a database of tiger sharks and they right. they because of their their constant observation. Yeah. They they really had an opportunity and you can see that in the briefings that we get as you know as a diver um how much knowledge they have of the the, the ones that they commonly see um yeah. and their their characteristics and even like a little little quirkiness and um like uh, the Joker or Happy yeah. um, Emma, so it, yeah. you, you'll you'll need to ask him for these these ones because it's really incredible and it just really makes you appreciate like the why it's so important that we don't always fall for the myths, you know, and um, yeah. what the media says about sharks, Ooh, especially tiger myths. sharks. Yeah, yeah. I know that the, the grey whites. We um, when I was in South Africa, we actually um, were doing the dorsal fin recognition. So we would like take, we would be busy drawing the of the ID of the shark by the dorsal fin, and then we'd get back and we'd look at the database, and it would be there. Ah, that was Emily, or that was Cassandra, or something. You know, we would know the name of the shark, and and then we could I identify it with um, different like if it you know any any markings or anything so the databasing on the tiger sharks is really interesting as well that you guys do that because i think it's it lets us know as divers that that, that particular shark is still around and also kind of it, it kind of keeps us aware <laughs> so that's really really good yeah so you do it for tiger sharks as well <laughs> what you do it for tiger sharks as well. Not yeah, yeah, we do it. Like yeah. we 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 have a database. Yeah, like uh, we do it collectively. You know, with uh, with another dive center in the island. Um, and actually, they they have been doing it for like last four to five years. And um, I just joined. You know, two years, uh, one and a half years ago, and um, kind of enhancing it right now and. There's so many data, like, you know, we have collected, not, not just the ID, you know, like the, um, how long they are pregnant, you know, uh, uh, the injuries and how fast it's healing and 
um yeah. who's coming who's leaving who's getting pregnant who's not like you know all, yeah. all of it so yeah so what's, we go, what's the gestation of a tiger shark because i know about what great whites because that's what i studied i think in. it says 13 months um Ooh. i think it's been known um that um um every two years once they give birth but here um we have known at least one female she have give uh, done like twice she got pregnant in two years so oh, wow. um so it's interesting <laughs> you know, like, um, somebody has to sit down and you know go through the database and you know analyze all these uh, all these things and in Amazing. terms of like conservation efforts or um or like the the types of issues that you get surrounding like sharks and um you, you said like some of them are injured and stuff is that just through other marine animals or is that through um other human impacts like boat propellers so, um, we actually on this island uh we don't have a, a direct threat from human to the sharks uh, at all. It's yeah. never been done in the past. And it's not been done now. You know, it, it, it's, there are like some kind of shark fishings uh, about like, let's say 100 years ago, 50, whatever, uh, people, they were catching the sharks for the oil. They, you know, they they take the liver out from the sharks and boil it and extract the oil to apply on the on the little boats to protect from termites and waterproofing and things and it's been done in the past and now there's no need because we go all, all kind of you know stuff sports are fiberglass so we don't need to do that and then the other reason people kill sharks are like um when there's no tuna fishing around the island, some fishermen they do catch um, um, uh, sharks, not tigers, like different kind of maybe a, a gray reef or oceanic white tip, something like that to eat, not for commercial reasons. And I think there's no problem to that because when there's a need, they catch it. Few fishermen they catch a few tigers, uh, no, like sharks a year. So it's not a problem. It's not so on we don't a mass scale. To, it's just a yeah. Problem. We don't need to do any conservation around that. Uh, I think the biggest threat right now is probably in some years overcrowding. I I would say right, like over tourism. Yeah. Um, there will be a huge impact for marine life in general, not not just sharks, right? And our conservation effort we do mainly is around you know educating people um you know like so in the future nothing like this happened you know like it's uh, whatever fin trade or people yeah. start killing so we educate the economical value of 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 the sharks in the island so you know it, it's it will be protected forever yeah. so there's a kind and the other thing is you know plastic issue is a huge in issue the in the Maldives and all uh, this includes here as well. So we, our main goal through our nonprofit is address that issue. You know, like we produce about two point four million bottles of plastic, 
bottles a year. Is that so... just in the Maldives? No, just on this island. Oh, on that on island? island. <gasps> just on this island, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my oh. gosh. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's we... a problem global scale, but yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a lot of... That's yeah, a... and with tourism and more development, it's going to get even more and more. So we're trying to address it by donating um, <clears throat> these little filter systems to, to every house on the island so they don't buy uh, the plastic bottles. So we have already donated 30 and we're trying to fundraise again um, for the second round to, you know, we need something like 1,600 of them. So it's a process and people started even started even buying for themselves more and more now because we've been talking about it and we've been explaining, you know, it's, it's more cheaper for people to have a filter system in the house than buying the plastic bottles. So yeah, it's yeah. getting there. I've just the, installed but... one in my house and it's, um, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like less space oh, <laughs> and cheaper. Yeah. Less, less plastic. Plastic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all thick. round easier having um yeah, yeah. so um in terms of like um let's kind of go back into like conservation do you do like chumming and stuff like that or is that something that you don't need because there's just so many um tiger sharks uh we do chum well chum the water but I think it's a very special case on this island because I know for the world, uh, rest of the world, world uh, about tiger sharks on the island since we just started knowing for like last four or five years, right? But it's been around for, you know, years and years um, yeah. since the yeah. beginning, maybe thousand, I don't know. Uh, I have seen that when I was a kid swimming, uh, my parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, everybody have seen, um, you know, that around the island. And what my, for example, my great-grandfather said to me is when they go fishing, what they do is, you know, like they catch the tuna, they clean the tuna, and um, they throw it overboard. Um, then the sharks are waiting around the boats, you know, to to for this leftover tuna vest to eat from them to feed from it and even when they're catching the tunas you know like uh the tigers especially they were taking the tunas they were catching and then around 2003 2004 the harbor was built and with that there was a fish market as well so all these you know fish vests that was going in the sea anyway stopped going in um, because people started coming inside the harbor and fish market. So from the fish market, they clean the the tunas and they start dumping it in the harbor. And of course, the sharks could the figure sharks. out. Yeah, they're coming to the harbor. Yeah. And then they started coming inside the harbor. And then when the three very first people started shark diving, they started collecting the tuna waste on from the fish market started dumping in one special area and that's where we are diving now and before we go diving 
we we throw some tuna heads and yeah so i i wouldn't say it's it's like chumming where you're like chumming blood and things like that it's like the the fish market head like a bony head and uh, so we just see this head coming down and uh, what you'll actually what we actually notice is the the, the, all the other fish, like you see the giant trevellies, you see um, like all the, like there's huge parrot fish and everything and anything will just come. And pretty much like, I think by the time the tigers come, it's, it's yeah. already, there's nothing <laughs> left. <laughs> like, you, know, you know, when you go to a buffet at the end, you're the last one, you come late and the <laughs> is gone. <laughs> and I, I just, I just feel when the tigers come, like, yeah. it's like, Where's the fish? <laughs> Where's the fish? <laughs> yeah, so that's how that's how it is. If it is chumming, then you know, like chumming. But I think it's more like how that's natural for the tigers around this island because that's what it's been done for hundreds of years. You so know? It's, they're, they're used to it's kind of now in in that part of their ecosystem almost. Yeah. And I think it makes also sense, you know, because we're taking out something from ecosystem and to put it back in there. I think that's the circle, right? So, uh, you know, some people probably would disagree with that because of human interaction with that. But on this island, this is we don't manipulate them. It's just, I mean, I I grew up swimming with them. <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> Do you know how I feel? I'm sat here in Dubai, in my, you know, and I just want to be in the ocean. Having your experience, you are so lucky. <laughs> you are so lucky. It's okay. I'm off to Sorry. I I had a, a text message from a friend for a story I posted. He made a weird comment. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of for our okay. listeners how how do they find out about you guys how can they book a a, a 10 day holiday with you oh uh just you can book through her or you can uh, <laughs> through Kathleen, you know we are very business. very <laughs> much on social media just you know go to our uh, Pelagic Divers Formula Instagram, send us a message, go to our website, send an email. That's it. So basically, we are operating like a, a, a travel agency. So the only thing you have to book is your international flight. Yeah. And you book a package with us and uh, we take care of all the domestic logistics with like uh, transfer from Mali, the domestic flight, the hotel, food, uh, airport pickup uh, from hotel to the dive center for the dive trips and coming back, everything, entertainment, <laughs> everything we take. Sounds That's the only thing you have to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm Very coming easy. now. Just bring your live computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your GoPro and camera. <laughs> you don't need anything else. Oh, and passport, of course. And yeah. passport. I'm leaving now. I'll see you in about four hours, yeah? Yeah. So in terms of when you go diving, and we're going to be asking this to all of our, our guests, um, apart from your typical dive equipment, what are the three accessories that you bring on your dive? 
to bring on my dad? Yeah, like or, or on the boat, on the boat. Your water bottle. <laughs> uh, I think no plastics. Uh, no plastics. Uh, <laughs> yeah. On this island, I think it's very important to have your SMB because a lot of time we we have strong current and you need to how to know how to use SMB and carry one. Um, yeah, like that's pretty much an, apart from your basic dive equipment. You know, you don't need anything special. Like no, no need for like shark repellent or shark sticks no. or all these kind. <laughs> Yeah. I said, you want them to come close to you, Kathleen? I said, you want them to come close to you? Don't want to repel them. Yeah. Exactly. No, they will come close to you. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> they, they seem super friendly. <laughs> yeah. We train them well. Yeah. <laughs> they listen. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's what he thinks. <laughs> but right now, currently, there's a there's a few. I don't know how many. Maybe you know, I can say. But there's a few pregnant, like heavily pregnant females, um, that are that we're seeing on the dive. So that's really incredible to to see this. And because in February they weren't pregnant. Wow. Yeah. They probably they have a pregnant or, or they're just like, like, just like early gestation yeah. period or so. Yeah. When yeah, is their, when when are they when is their mating season? We don't know to be honest. Like it's uh, it's hard to oh. say because we ne we have never seen them mating. We only see the bite marks on their body. Oh. And some period we get a lot of male tigers hanging in the harbor. Um, and that's when we think um, they are mating. But, you know, it's very random. Like, you will see a couple of males hanging around and bite marks everywhere on the females. Um, oh. And then they, and they come back within a few months. So, we do Elaine, have I know, this you, I know you have something to say. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm keeping it completely quiet. <laughs> it's PG rated, right? <laughs> oh gosh yeah so there's no yeah. particular season as yet as such that you can define when is so the great whites it's september in south africa that's when the waters are, are, are pretty good for them um and that's that's their mating mating time september down there but obviously these i think here yeah. are a bit uh here the thing is very new right in South Africa and Guadalupe and there's so many signs and data available so you can mm -hmm. and here like it's very fresh and new so we're trying to you know like I have for example scientists joining our team in October and uh, so he's gonna probably analyze a lot of these data that, is, that we have and you know probably we'll find these things and yeah, we should, we should uh, arrange a talk then in uh, next year exactly. and see what the, what the um, yeah. yeah the results are. Yeah, results you're are. gonna no, we'll, we'll publish it though. We will yeah. we'll publish it. We can have a talk with him and you know like yeah. to to share the findings as well. Yeah, like Amazing. a kind of summary. Yeah, I think what you mean is you want to come here and do a live podcast 
as a yes. follower. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what we mean. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Not just the horse's mouth, but the actual, you know, yeah. experience. All right, Kathleen, awesome. coming from my heart. <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you so much yeah. for your time. Um, it's been super interesting just to hear all about it and make us super jealous. <laughs> Very. Yeah. It's lovely. Oh, to you meet can you just come, I'm... right? Yeah. <laughs> nice meeting you guys, and hopefully you hopefully I'll see you soon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Ocean Sisters podcast with your co-hosts, Chloe Griffin and Elaine Foggart. We hope you have enjoyed listening. If you'd like to hear about specific topics or have a suggestion for a guest speaker, please follow us on Instagram, Ocean Sisters UAE, and send us a DM. For information on paddy courses or fun dives, visit Chloe Blue's website on www.chloebluescubadiving.com. Join us next week as we'll be interviewing Nick Mennett. You'll find him on Instagram as the Bubble Maker 2.0. Nick is a specialist in psychoacoustics by education, an operations manager by occupation, and an avid diver, a marine life preservationist, and a growing underwater photographer by passion. He tells us about how he started his diving journey and how his passion for underwater photography has developed. That's all for this episode. See you next time.